Hello, star seeds, and welcome to a new episode and a new month. Uh, let me start off by wishing all of our Gemini uh, souls happy birthday. This is your season. Uh, the sun moved into Gemini on May 21st, and I don't know if I said uh, happy birthday to you in my last episode, so I'm saying it now. Uh, this is the, if you can believe it, we are in the month of June. Uh, good news means we are halfway into the year. Um, and yet we definitely have a busy month astrologically and cosmically coming up this month. And yet again, yes, that re applies to you if you are a fixed sign. So, um, we begin this month with, uh, something that is of a positive nature and that is between June 1st and June 3rd, we have Jupiter who, uh, is in the sign of Taurus, um, as he moved in there, uh, May 16th, he is meeting up with the North Node in Taurus. They are meeting up at three degrees. The nodes actually travel counterclockwise. So the nodes are getting ready to move out of the Taurus Scorpio axis that they've been traveling in for the last year and a half. And they will be in, next month in July moving into the Aries Libra. We've started seeing that with the uh, April uh, eclipses because we had a uh, airy solar eclipse. Um, so that energy has already started um, building and um, the nodes are using that. But they are currently in the very last few degrees of Taurus, which is where the north node is. The north node is the... Um, point, the lunar point that wants us to move beyond our comfort zone. It wants us to grow. Um, it wants to help us grow, um, but it wants that growth and it understands that that growth may be uncomfortable. The south node is always in the opposite sign. So the south node is currently in the sign of Scorpio. Um, and Jupiter, our planet of expansion and optimism and faith, uh, is in, Ju uh, in Taurus, as I've said, uh, will be in for the next year. And Jupiter is conjunct um, the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of June with the North Node. Um, and so just pay attention to opportunities that might come your way. They could be something that you are hoping for that shows up, especially if it's something you've been putting energy into. It could also be something that just kind of comes out of nowhere, something that you are looking at it and wondering, oh, like, hmm, this is an interesting idea. Um, I don't know how I feel about this, or I don't know if I could do this or, um, so you definitely want to explore anything that shows up for you over these next couple days and really be able to question, 
is it something that can help you grow and evolve um, on the track that you are already on? Um, or is it something that's meant to actually maybe change your uh, trajectory a bit, um, which may obviously feel uncomfortable, but could actually lead to um, some positive growth in the long run? Um, and so keep that in mind, um, like I said, over these next few days. We kick this month off uh, pretty early with the full moon in Sagittarius. Uh, depending on your location, that will be either the 3rd or 4th of June, uh, and that will be 13 degrees of Sagittarius. And remember, the full moons are when the sun is in one sign and the moon is in the opposite sign. And so this is the Gemini, which is where the sun is, and the Sagittarius, which is where the moon is, the Gemini Sagittarius axis. And so our full moon in Sagittarius, one of the things that's interesting is, you know, normally our full moons are all about, you know, being able to look at what's come to us um, in the form of uh, fruition, manifestation, completion, based on what we have worked with with the new moon. Um, but what's interesting right now is that we're in a phase where the full moon that accompanies the new moon for that, um, for that polarity or for that axis is actually coming up first. So the new moon that we had in, um, in May was the Taurus new moon, which happened on the 19th, um, this full moon is in Sagittarius. Well, the opposite sign of that is Gemini. That Gemini new moon does not happen until the 18th of June. So one of the things that's interesting, I feel now, and this is going to continue throughout this year. This is actually right now just the path of the of the, of the moon. And so what we're going to have is in the beginning of the month, we're going to have our full moons. And then by, you know, mid-month, little beyond mid-month is when we're going to be working with the new moon that is related to the energy of that full moon. And so obviously the last new moon, which was in Taurus two weeks ago, and you're in this full moon. And so you definitely have a moment to say, okay, what have I been working on? since this, you know, since the Taurus new moon, um, you know, where, where have I been putting my energy? Um, what has worked out? What hasn't? Um, and, and what might I need to be releasing? Um, as you then prepare for this upcoming new moon, um, later on this month in Gemini, uh, Sagittarius is the sign that rules over our 
um, what we call the um, higher education. Your um, this is beyond your elementary school education, and so this can be anything that is a formal education in you know in a college or university, something you know formal classes you take online, or it can also be a particular topic that you yourself are really involved with that you find actually helps you grow and evolve and keep your mind open. Uh, Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, um, and Jupiter is in Taurus, which is ruled by Venus. So if you're following the trail there, and we have Venus finishing up her last degrees of being in the sign of Cancer. So this is uh, very much a uh, Venus-ruled full moon because of where Jupiter is sitting right now. But what's interesting is with this full moon, you also have this energy of Jupiter uh, being conjunct the North Node and asking us to grow, grow beyond what we may see the world to be. And that very much is a Sagittarian principle. Sagittarius is very much the sign that wants to look out into the world and understand it and embrace it and learn about it. Um, And so that's going to be one of the things that with this full moon coming, um, coming up um, to be, you know, to be noticing Um, And even uh, to be, you know, cognizant of what is it that you want to be exploring. Um, The archetype for Sagittarius is very much the explorer and the traveler. And that doesn't necessarily have to mean literal. So if you're, you know, not planning a trip or you're not currently on one, um, this full moon can very much be about what where is it or how is it in your mind that you can expand or travel or grow? Um, and so that's some of the energy that's going to be part of this um, Sagittarius full moon. Uh, Sagittarius is also, because it's again ruled by Jupiter, Sagittarius is also the sign of optimism and faith. Uh, Sagittarius is the sign where we go to believe in something that is larger than ourself and, and really understand or, or, or you want to be exploring how that energy works with you, not only on the individual level, but also on the collective level. Um, and so that is some of the energy that is uh, coupled with this um full moon in Sagittarius. This full moon is also a, um, because it's about the, the energy of, uh, you know, something bigger than yourself. This is also very much, um, energy that can be tied to whatever spiritual practice you may have, um, in your life. And so this is a very good time, um, to be doing, you know, any kind of meditation, Um, reflection, certainly any kind of divination that you're interested in, Um, even just taking some time to be still 
with yourself and just see what arises um, while you're in that in that um, in that moment. Um, this is obviously also a good time for anyone that has a practice of uh, yoga. Um, and so and also because we um, have Jupiter, which rules uh, Sagittarius and Taurus, this is also still a good time to be grounding that energy, um, you know, to kind of see what it is and how it is you can activate your third eye while also very much being grounded in the, you know, very much the pleasures of the earth during, especially on the Northern Hemisphere, during this time of uh, late spring that we are in, and just really watching how everything is blooming. We're certainly in a point where all the early plants um, and delicate plants are now coming in um, for harvest. So this is a, you know, this is the uh, big berry season. This is actually called the strawberry moon for that reason. Um, and so that is some of the energy with this. One of the things that's also interesting with this energy, not only do you have Jupiter, um, having its meet up with the North node, um, but you also have, and keep in mind while Jupiter's meeting up with the North node, he is opposing the South node and the South node is where, um, the South Node is very much that energy of where we feel comfortable and how we don't really want to move beyond that state. It's the it is also the the imprint of the patterns um, and uh, you know the and the thinking that we that we have developed you know not only over this uh, lifetime but possibly over. Uh, you know, several lifetimes. And so that's where that energy is coming from with the South node and Jupiter is opposing that with the North node. Um, And then, like I said, that being in Taurus, Venus rules the sign of Taurus. Um, Venus is finishing up her, her uh, last degrees in cancer and will be having a trine on Friday, June the 2nd with Neptune, uh, which is in Pisces. So Venus is finishing up in her, in the water sign of cancer. Um, Neptune is the ruler of Pisces. And those two are, those two planets are about to have a, um, a meeting and a conversation taking place. Remember trines are, trines are the, is the energy that wants to help you out the the thing to keep in mind is that you have to be aware of it because sometimes with a trine something something or someone or an experience itself can you know show up in your life and you're not necessarily fully conscious of what it may mean at that time but with venus trining neptune and that happening with this full moon um, there's a couple things to be aware of with that. One, um, that this could definitely be some synchronistic moments. There can also be some out of the blue moments. Um, but you could also have some moments, especially because Neptune is involved. There could also be some moments of thinking that, you know, you don't understand what's going on or what's happening. 
Um, and in that kind of a situation, because this obviously is going to depend on the houses this um, is taking place for you, um, in that kind of a situation, it's best to just kind of sit with that and just kind of allow that to, you know, kind of percolate and, um, you know, with the full moon see through reflection or meditation um, or journaling what might come up for you. Um, and then what we will have, then what I want to do is then be giving you um, a bit of a rundown. It's just these first couple days. <laughs> I love these months that begin where the first couple days are like, bam, bam, bam. So, and this is one of those months where, uh, in the first week, you've just got a lot of energy happening. Um, so along with this, the, uh, Venus trining Neptune, right as we have this full moon, uh, Jupiter having this conjunction with the North node and still very energetically being connected with that energy during this full moon. We also have Mercury, who is finally out of shadow in Taurus. Remember, Mercury had gone retrograde um, in Taurus. He's reached uh, the point, the degree now of where he is now, has cleared any of the degrees that he was in when he was retrograde. Um, and that's what a shadow period means. And I will, uh, I will be talking in more detail in another episode, in a future episode with that, because I will definitely be doing um, a separate episode on the whole Venus retrograde that's going to be coming up in Leo. Um, and so Mercury has cleared those degrees. He's now kind of in the free and, and clear uh degrees in energy of Taurus, and he will be conjunct with Uranus on June the 4th. So that energy, the exact, um, the exact uh, degree and the exact um, perfection, as we would say, takes place on the 4th. And again, this depends on your uh, time zone. So uh, Eastern time, it's 3.49 p.m., on Sunday. So that is still, that is also very much tied into the um, energy of this full moon. Um, keep in mind that Uranus is considered the higher octave of Mercury. And so with these two getting together in the sign of Taurus, um, you know, Mercury is all about the ideas, um, how we want to communicate those ideas, how we want to express what we might be feeling or what's on our mind. Um, and Uranus has basically been spending his time in Taurus saying, what do we need to shake up here? What looks like it's too comfortable? Um, and so he's basically been doing that with a lot of the systems um, obviously with help from some of the other uh, outer planets. Um, but with this particular conjunction, uh, what's really nice is the fact that it is um, tied into this full moon. Again, where Sagittarius get you into space about, you know, wanting to be working um, either deeper with a spiritual practice that you already have, or possibly exploring a spiritual practice. Um, the 
the conjunction between Mercury and uh, Uranus at this time is something that can be really special, especially if you're someone that is working with a spiritual practice and you're doing any kind of divination or meditation. Um, it would be really, um, really potent and powerful to be able to uh, stay aware even as you're trying to put yourself into that liminal space and time, but to be aware of the thoughts and ideas that come through you, because that's going to be something about this full moon that's going to be very, um, uh, very powerful, um, that if you allow it, and, and trust me, this is something that could even happen while you're washing dishes or doing a load of laundry, um, you know, with this particular conjunction with Mercury and Uranus, it really could be something that just funnels right through you, comes out of nowhere, um, and may grab your interest or the reason you want to try and stay in some state of awareness is that it could be something that you would be like, where'd that come from? And be wanting to just like toss it away. And with Jupiter also being in Taurus and conjunct the North Node, um, I feel like that is not that is something that you don't want to be doing. So the ideas that really come up to you um, and the things that take place this weekend are things that are going to be really good to be to be aware of. Um, you know, to be jotting certainly be you know writing things down, recording them if you don't have pen and paper, then just hit record on your device. Um, and just be able to have it somewhere so that you can go back and revisit it um, to see to see what it is that um, uh, it might be trying to um, you know allude to for you, or like I said, or even try and nudge you into some other direction. Now Uranus is not big on nudging; he's more like, "Hey, let me just pull the rug out right from under you," <laughs> but. He is in Taurus and with Mercury and Jupiter both in Taurus, um, that energy, I think right now anyway, will be a bit more grounded than, uh, than Uranus might be uh, wanting to work with. Um, but that is definitely a really nice aspect to have uh, during this full moon and certainly one that if you can take advantage of it by really taking some time for yourself and, and really connecting with the, you know, with your, um, you know, your higher self, the deepest part of your soul, um, and spend some time with that energy this weekend, it would be very, very beneficial for you as you are moving forward throughout this month and throughout this summer. Um, because right after that, um, on Monday, June the 5th, we have Venus moving into Leo. That will take place again. This is Eastern time. This is 9.46 a.m. Venus will be um, moving into Leo. She'll be done with cancer. Um, she will be moving into um, the sign that right now is also occupied by Mars. Remember, Mars moved in there uh, last month as well. Um, and she'll be traveling behind Mars. The Venus and Mars never quite actually meet up for an exact conjunction. But at one point, as when she first moves into Leo, she does get within a few degrees of Mars. So 
um, since Mars has been in Leo, you may have found yourself having more energy, having more stamina, um, even just, you know, having more self assurance about something that you want to be doing. Um, Mars, uh, just to give you a, a check in, it moved into Leo on May the 20th. And so those last couple weeks of May, um, you know, you may have seen that energy shift within yourself, or you may have seen, you know, the, um, you yourself maybe being more assertive or bold, um, in not only in the way you're approaching things, um, but also in your willingness to take risk. Um, and so Venus now our planet of values, our planet of love and relationships, she will be moving into Leo on Monday, June the 5th. She will be there for four months because next month in July, she will be going retrograde. Um, so, and like I said, I will do a whole separate episode on that because as a Leo, <laughs> that is a big deal. What I will say to you for right now is to think about the years of 2015 and 2007. They were the last two current times that um, Venus was retrograde in Leo. Um, and so take a look at those. And now keep in mind, and I've said this um, in, uh, in reference to other planets when I give, you know, because I like to look at the patterns, but always keep in mind that the only thing you're looking at is to get an idea. Was there health things going on? Did you have job changes, money changes, relationship changes um, for the good or for the challenging? That gives you an idea of the theme that you're going to be working with, with this um, Venus while she's in Leo and then also once she goes retrograde. But the thing to keep in mind is that unlike 2007 and 2015, we have other planets in other signs that are going to impact the way Venus, um, the way Venus works and acts in Leo this time around. And so you're not looking at those two years with the idea of, oh, this is going to be exactly the same. No, it won't because the universe never delivers us the exact same um, thing in the same way. Um, what it does try to do in our evolution and in the guidance that it's trying to uh, help, um, help provide for us is at least give us, um, you know, give us the, the indications and the energy of this is where I want you to focus at this particular time for this particular reason. Um, and so that's something to keep in mind. And like I said, that will be a separate episode um, on Venus. So uh, obviously when she uh, initially moves into Leo, she will have... Um, just like Mars did, she's going to have an opposition to Pluto, who is retrograde and still in Aquarius right now. Um, and so um, that will be taking place on um, Monday the 5th. That is probably energy that you're going to feel at least for the early part of the week. 
Um, and the biggest thing, again, with that, your, your biggest challenge is going to be that you might see some power plays in relationships. Um, so keep an eye on that. There could also be um, things that might come up um, uh, regarding finances and money because both Pluto and Venus um, have a hand in both of those. Um, and so those are, um, you know, just two of the, the, um, things to keep in mind. And the reason it would be good to keep that in mind is because that can also be, um, you know, just a little taste of what you might be working with throughout the time that Venus is, uh, in Leo, uh, this year. Um, and then, then we will have, um, on the ninth, we will have Mercury sextiling Neptune. Um, and then on the 10th, we will have the sun sextiling Chiron. Remember Chiron is still in the sign of Aries. It is at 18, 19 degrees of Aries. Um, and the sun will, uh, the sun is obviously in Gemini. And so on June 10th, they will have a, um, sextile, which I feel that I actually really like that, um, particular energy because I feel that the sun, um, you know, the sun is illuminating as it can be. The sun is also, um, is also, uh, healing. So the sun in our chart not only wants us to, um, you know, embrace our um, truest identity and and find ways to shine from within. Um, but it also wants to help us to work on and heal anything, any kind of conflicts that, um, you know, or challenges that we really have with trying to, you know, really put our light out there into the world. Um, for some people that isn't a challenge, but for others, depending on various reasons that can be a challenge for them. Um, and so that's something to keep in mind. And then the, on the 11th, and I might stop here with this, (laughs) with this podcast, just because that's a really busy day. Um, and remember, I'm, what I'm doing right now is just literally giving you a rundown for the month of June, and then I'll have the separate episodes for you um, on these different aspects as they come up. So on the 11th, though, we will have one of the big things that will be happening is that Pluto retrograde will be moving back into the sign of Capricorn, and it will be moving back into 29 degrees of Capricorn. Um, Pluto will spend the rest of the year, uh, in the sign of Capricorn once we get to June 11th. So once he moves back into Capricorn, he will be there for the rest of the year. He will not move back into Aquarius until January of 2024. He will go back as far as 27 degrees of Capricorn. So those last three degrees of Capricorn, um, which again, if we're trying to say, oh, well, what was that like? Well, you know, uh, that definitely is the uh, second half of 2022 for you. Um, But what I will do is get more specific and I'll let you know exactly where 27 
degrees was for Pluto. So you can get some idea of what it is that you can be looking at. And again, this will be something that you're going to see obviously play out on the uh, global uh, stage, the world stage. Um, but it's also good to have an idea of like what might have been going on in your own personal life while Pluto was finishing up uh, with Capricorn. So he will move back into Capricorn. Um, we will have Mercury move into Gemini. And so what will happen is once Pluto moves into Capricorn at 29 degrees, the um, then we will have Mercury trining Pluto because Mercury will be literally finishing up its last degree in Taurus. And so that 29 degree mark for Taurus with Mercury will create a trine with Pluto. And then right after that, Mercury moves into Gemini, which is its home sign. It will not be retrograde. And so if you have felt at all that this uh, Mercury in Taurus and the retrograde that it uh, created, that it, um, you know, went through, created challenges for you, we will be free and clear of that energy as of June 11th, once um, Mercury moves into Gemini. And that will happen again, Eastern time, that will be 627am. Um, and so that's going to be kind of nice to just kick that day off. Um, then one of the other big aspects that we're going to have that day is Venus. Um, who will be in Leo will be squaring Jupiter. And again, that will be um, in, a, in a, a future episode, but keep in mind, you know, she's going to have that square with Jupiter, just like Mars did um, once Mars had moved into Leo. The difference is that Venus and Jupiter um, are besties. And so they get along really well and basically want to help us out. Um, I think our biggest challenge with that uh, will be just making sure that your expectations are not too high. Um, and also be aware that, um, you know, because Jupiter is in the Venus ruled sign. Um, so you just want to be aware that you might be finding yourself feeling a little sensitive that day. So June 11th is definitely a day to circle because that is, um, uh, definitely a big day, uh, on the calendar. And then on the, um, 15th, we will have Mercury squaring Saturn um, on June 15th. And then uh, we will then have also Mercury sextiling Venus on the 17th. So once, once um, Mercury gets into Gemini, he will start having his conversations. Um, and I think it should be interesting because like I said, uh, Mercury in Gemini, it's his home sign. He's going to be able to be moving fast. Uh, he's probably going to want us to be moving um, a bit faster if we have been slowed up by him being in Taurus. Then on the 17th, we will have Saturn stationing retrograde in Pisces. Um, and this is a big month, just so you know, this is a big month for retrogrades. Um, and then on the 18th, we will have the Sun squaring Neptune on the 19th, you will have Jupiter sextiling Saturn. That is going to be a really interesting aspect because that is the first aspect that Jupiter and Saturn are going to have since they had their conjunction 
in Aquarius back in 2020. Um, and I will obviously talk more about that in a future episode. Um, but this is almost, um, you know, like a, it's a movement of the story that was created. And so again, that's going to be something, um, you know, I'll use the exact dates, um, just so that we can really look at you understanding, um, what was going on for you. Uh, obviously other than the pandemic. Um, but what was going on and, and, and then again, like where you've come from, from then, um, because that is definitely going to be, that's a date to circle. That's a big aspect, this Jupiter square, uh, this Jupiter sextiling Saturn. And remember sextiles are favorable, uh, aspects as well. Then on the 21st, we have the summer solstice and the sun will enter cancer. And then that will be followed by Mercury sextiling Mars. Oh, the other piece um, on the um, right before the sun enters Cancer. Keep in mind that June twentieth uh, is when Venus will begin her pre-shadow period before the retrograde itself. That takes place on uh, June twentieth at twelve degrees. Um, and again, there will be more on that. Um, but that's really when you're going to start seeing what things you might, uh, need to be working with or dealing with, um, once she gets into the pre-shadow period. Um, on the 21st, uh, we have Mercury sextiling both Mars, um, who will still be in Leo and sextiling Chiron. On the 22nd, we will have Mars trining Chiron, um, so that's, those aspects are really nice to have happening, um, just after the, uh, new moon, which I'm sorry, I forgot to give you the date on that. That's taking place on June 17th. So June 17th, the new moon in Gemini will be taking place and that will be at, uh, 26 degrees, <clears throat> excuse me, of Gemini. And, so some of those aspects that are going to be following just after the new moon on the 21st and 22nd are some really nice aspects to be working with. Um, then we have on the 25th, we have Mercury squaring Neptune. Um, and then on the 26th, we have Mercury moving into Cancer that happens on June 26th. And so that gives you an idea of how quick Mercury's stay is in the sign of Gemini. Mercury moves into Gemini on June 11th and is out of Gemini by June 26th. So that is a window for you to, um, especially if you are Gemini um, or, you know, Gemini rising uh, and Obviously, we all have Mercury somewhere, but if you have Mercury in Gemini and this is a Mercury return for you, that's a really um, potent time that June 11th through, through June 26th to be working with uh, Mercury in Gemini. It will be good for all of us to be doing that, but those are some of the um, uh, people that want to kind of keep an eye on that uh, yourself. And so that takes place on the 26th. Then the other thing that we have on the 26th um, is Mars, who will still be in Leo, squaring 
uh, Uranus in Taurus. That will be happening on the 26th. That also is a very big aspect. So I will be speaking more to that in future episodes. Um, And then we will have the sun trining Saturn on the 28th. Um, And then we will have Venus trining Chiron on the 29th. And then Mercury trining Saturn on the 29th or the 30th, depending on your time zone. And then we will be wrapping up the month with Neptune going retrograde um, on June 30th, along with us having um, the sun conjunct Mercury. Uh, So we're going to have another one of those, what we like to call the, uh, and again, depending on your time zone, that's uh, June 30th or July 1st, that we'll have what we call that Kazemi when the sun and Mercury meet up for their conjunction. Um, but as you can see, for retro, for retrogrades, we've got Pluto going retrograde this month, Saturn going retro, I mean, Pluto is retrograde, but Pluto moves into Capricorn this month. You've got Saturn moving retrograde this month and Neptune moving retrograde this month. Um, what's going to be interesting about this Saturn and Neptune both stationing retrograde this month is that they are both in the sign of Pisces. Um, and so it will be interesting to see how that impacts us, um, especially if you are a Pisces or a Pisces rising. Um, I think you're definitely going to feel that energy, as will uh, Virgos who are opposite the sign of Pisces. Um, and so that is where I want to leave it, just giving you that quick rundown. Like I said, the future episodes are going to definitely contain some of these really potent aspects that are coming up this month. And certainly there will be lots to talk about with this Venus um, getting ready to go retrograde in Leo in July and her, her pre-shadow period coming up um, this month in June. Um, so I want to thank everyone for tuning in, for subscribing, for leaving five-star reviews, and for sharing this podcast. I am greatly, greatly, um, I greatly appreciate that. Um, I'm very grateful that you are with me on this journey. Um, this is certainly a, a journey of evolution and growth for me in many different ways that go beyond me just giving you, um, you know, cosmic and astrological information. Um, And so I really appreciate that you allow me to share my voice um, and my passion with you um, with through this podcast. Um, Remember, you want to reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul. And I will see you all back here on the next episode. Take care, everyone, and have a blessed, beautiful Sagittarius full moon um, on June the 3rd and 4th. And just make sure you take some time for yourself because I think you'll really, um, I think you'll really appreciate it and find it very, very valuable. Bye for now.